Good morning, everybody. Today, Bezat Shem will be learning Dafyadalit in Maseches Chagiga. We got a little behind. Hi, Andrew. Hello, Rabbi Simcha Sussman, who had a havmina of uh, driving here from New York. He's on his way. We got stuck in traffic. Three lines down in the middle lines on Yud Gimel Amid Beis. We were talking about two Psukim and Yechezkel that contradict each other. It has to do with the Markava. Oh yeah, you did I'm your homework. Looking it up in the dictionary, philosophy, courage means more koa that you use it precipitately, you know, for the right purpose. Uh-huh. Not, you, know, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. Like that? uh, that's that's not bad. Gvura is the application of koch. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they have, you know, they have these uh, these uh, sidurim with uh, explanations. Maybe the Maharal explains the difference between koch and gvura. They, he does have a a safer Gurus Hashem. We have to, we, um, Gibor versus Koach. Goranowitz is teaching us a Musser moment just by talking about, just because we learned that two days ago, doesn't mean we're not still thinking about it. Okay. What are the two Pesukim? Let's do with the Merkava, right? So we talked about the four faces on the Merkava. It says, right, we have the, the lion, the ox, the, um, eagle, and the human. It, it was interesting. Um, remember, I think it was the scene that we made here in Shari Zion for Rosh Hashanah. What's that rabbi's name? Storch? He spoke about, it was the, yeah, it was the, when the um, Yaakov Avinu says, this is a holy place for Anochi lo yadati. So Anochi, it was Aryeh, Nesher, and then some sort of variation of Shor, and the Yud in Anochi was Yaakov. What Yaakov Avinu had not realized was that he was the, fa- the human face. <clears throat> Whose face is it? You know, whose human face is it? So Yaakov had not realized that he had the potential, so to speak, to be the human face on the Mysen Mark, on the Markava. Um, and that was encouraging. So that's a Goranowitz Musser moment. Sometimes we don't realize our own potential and we become our own worst enemy. And here, by realizing that it was his face, in fact, on the Merkava, he realized that, that, that he should move on, and he had the encouragement. Anyways, I thought that was cool. I, I, I had not seen that. All right, so, one Pasuk says, So you have the human face, and then the lion's face to the right of the four of them, and then the... Uh, Ox's face to the right of them. Later, in the same Sefer Yechazkel, it says, You have the Kruv, and then the human, and Shlishi is the Aryeh, so, that's the Kasha. In other words, in one Pasuk, you think there is, as we see, a lion, an eagle, and an, an ox, and a human. The other, it's the, you do have the lion, you do have the eagle. But then you have, instead of an ox and a human, you have two human faces, one adult and one child, the kruv. So I'm very schluckish. So which is it? Is it uh, an, a child or a child's face next to the adult face or a, or a uh, shore? So I'm very schluckish. Yechezkel, bikeshel avrachamim, v'afachol kruv. Yechezkel asked for mercy on the what? Shore and t- change the shore into a child's face. Amr al-Fadr, v'bon shalom. Kategor, yasis, anegar. I'm not sure if the... If it was Rachamim uh, on the shore, Rachamim on us, but here's the thing. A shore is what the golden calf was made out of. 
That is the concept famously known as Ein Kategor Natsasanegor. We've learned Masechus Rosh Hashanah Baruch Hashem, so we know. You don't take that which is a source of embarrassment and reminder of our sins and put it on the, on the Markava. That's like taking the defendant, right? Taking the prosecutor and having him defend you. So my Kuruv, Amaribo Kravya. First of all, uh, parenthetically, so to speak, this is before we understand what a Kruv is. Kravya is, because Kruvim, we know that those are the two sort of like angelic angels, children with the wings, as we famously know on top of the Aron. And it comes from a Lashon Kravya, like a child. Okay? Now, interestingly, Ravya is not Hebrew. We've seen this now countless times, where we're taking Egyptian or, or Aramaic words and we're explaining Sukkim in Tanakh from that, that uh, Rabbi Gross spoke about. So here, again, as the Gemara continues to say, Shekem Bebavel Korin Nuka Ravya. Right? Ravya is, is a child. That's what they call a youth in Bavel. And, and yet, that is baked into the word Kruvim to show you that that's a child. Okay? So That's uh right that is a question in its own right. In other words, we have to understand if the kruv is a is a child's face, so then pnei adam doesn't necessarily mean an adult. Pnei adam we just say is human. Well, if it's a human child, so that's a human, why do you need to have a redundancy? Why do we need even if you let's say you don't have the shore so why do you have lion, nesher, human, human? So that's what the Gemara answers. Ape rava, baby, ape zutra. Yeah, it's two stages of human. It's child and adult. Uh, so then it makes sense. I mean, <laughs> to the extent that that which appears in the Merkava makes sense, right? We understand these are two different things. Or right, even if it was a redundancy, it was like, okay, so there's two humans. But be that as it may, it's not exactly the same. One is an adult and the other is a child. Okay, so now... <clears throat> Let's talk about more steers within the visions, um, the two, uh, of the two Nevi'im, Yechezkel and Isaiah. We said that, that, uh, yesterday, that Isaiah was really a synopsis. <laughs> he was like the city boy looking at it. He said the whole Bison Merkava in like a small paragraph. Whereas Yechezkel was blown away like a, like a boy from the, from the Kfar. Right, he saw it and he had to express it in like two, two, uh, prakim. Anyway, so, so again, what would be the discrepancies? One is sort of the cliff notes of the other, but we see some possible stira as follows. Okay, so that is in, uh, in, in Ishayo. So Isaiah says that he had what? That each one had six wings. And it would cover its face with what? It cover its face, its legs, and its torso. I think, or no, it would cover its legs, its face, and then so yes, again six wings, which is three sets of wings. So once, so three sets of wings: one set for his legs, one set for his face, and one set to fly. Was that gold? Was this gold <clears throat> on the Markava? I don't know, Barry. What was the material of these wings? I didn't see it. Obviously, in the Aron, it's gold, right? What was it in the Merkava? I don't know. It was Chashmal. All right, so here we go. So he says, um, so it says, Because of Echad Omer, Rabba Panim Lachas, Rabba Panim Lachas Lahem. 
each one had four faces and each one had four wings. Wait a minute. So now Isaiah saw six wings and Yechezkel saw four wings. So what's going on? Two sets of wings. Right, this was referring to the chayos. Now, you know, maybe this has to do also, I don't think they're seeing this as actual material, right? It's a vision. And that is evidenced by the fact that they're reflecting in the shamayim, in the heavens, in whatever immaterial way, that which is going on on the earth. So therefore, what? It's a sort of like a beautiful vision. Uh, when was when was Isaiah and when was Yechezkel? Well, Yechezkel was like at least two hundred years after, or around two hundred years after, when Isaiah had his vision. They were the base of Mikdash was extant, right? When 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 Yechezkel had his vision, it was already a destruction. Ah, so when we had no base of Mikdash, we had no wings. Kind of a beautiful vision, right? So Isaiah saw, saw three sets of wings because when you have the base of Mikdash, you could fly. Now, when we don't have base of Mikdash, we're grounded, okay? Is that what he means when they write in English that the temple no longer stood as firmly as it had before instead of the regular meaning of chain base of Mikdash Kaya? Yeah, so Barry points out a very important, uh, very important uh, diuk here. Let, let, let's look. It Rashi Kan Bezmancha Beis Hamikdash Kaim. The issue is the Beis Hamikdash existed and stood both in the time of Isaiah and Yechezkel. So Barry's pointing out what does it mean? Ain Beis Hamikdash Kaim. So that's why the art scroll just kind of like on the slide tells you it didn't stand as firmly. Let's see Rashi. B'mei Shaya Hayamikdash Kaim B'mchono B'mechezkel Kvar Higiyaz Man SheYecharev Benit Maata Pamalya Shel Mala. Wow. So already before it was physically destroyed on earth completely, it had already kind of lost its luster in the base of Mikdash Mala. You know, so for all we know, maybe the base of Mikdash Mala, Bezos Hashem, is already rebuilt in preparation for the base of Mikdash Shalmata to be reinstalled, right? Uh, it's, it's always ahead. It's like, it's like Israel's always ahead of America, yeah, with all things Judaism, right? We kind of, they kind of like get things first. But it's always last with the TV shows. That that's a good thing, right? Like I like I think now they're getting Kojak and the A Team. Uh, they're gonna well now with cable it's all the same. But it used to be when we were kids, like they would get the shows twenty years later. Okay. Why they have shows that, that <laughs> like PBS make you think, you know? Yeah. Most of these shows uh, kill your brain cells. You gotta do documentaries. I saw a documentary on Delta Airlines about the rise of Nazism. It's really not for now. What's that to do with Delta? But explain to Well, that's where I saw it. Okay. Hi, Minayimot. Which of the wings were reduced? Oh, so wait a minute. I could tell you which ones were reduced because you could still cover your face and your, and your legs, but you can't fly. That's what I would have thought, but not necessarily. Look at this. Amar Rav Hanan, this is Machlokas. Amar Rav Hanan al-Marav, Oton Sh'omar Shira Behen. That it's the ones that they used to sing. Sing with your wings? Oh, yeah. Ksiv hacha, it says here, he means in Isaiah, that you would, the ones with you fly, that's what you would call kadosh, 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 as the Pasuk continues to say. Yeah, that's what I would have said. However, Ksiv, and it says in Mishlei, you cast your eyes on it, and it's gone. And that seems to indicate that it was the wings used for flying. That's how you link the two. Right? 
you cast your eyes on it and hasaif to fly, v'shtaimif it of yeofeif, and so those used those used for song. That's what disappeared right before. I don't even know why you need the second pasuk. V'shtaimi yeofeif akarzel zevemah. Yeah, that, those are the ones that you use to sing. So how do you know that those are are um, lost? I guess ve'inenu, right? Because when you have the second pasuk, you see that those can disappear. Okay, that is. Okay, so that's going to be Rav Hanan in the name of Rav. That's what I would have thought. It's the one covering your legs, amazingly, that disappeared. Because look, it says in Yechezkel, all of a sudden you saw that the legs were straight. Right? Obviously, the lower wings covering the legs were the ones that disappeared. So by the time Yechezkel was nearing the destruction, he sees these angels are wearing, sh- these, these chayas are wearing shorts. Okay, because that's what the Gemara says. Right, in other words, obviously the legs were momentarily revealed because if you don't say that, how could Yechezkel say that he saw that there was a human face? Maybe we should say that it was the face uh, wings that were reduced. So we say, no, 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 that's not, that's not the shot. In other words, you could say, first of all, that no. When you saw that, again, we both, Yechezkel and Ishayah, and Isaiah, both Yechezkel and Isaiah saw that the wing, that the face was that of a human. Well, we know that there was three sets of wings, let's say. Let's, let's, uh, the ones that flew for Isaiah, and then the ones that covered the face and ones that covered the legs. But when you saw the face, that means that maybe those wings were lost. But that can't be the case because everybody saw in both scenarios that the face was uncovered. Right, both Isaiah and Yechezkel saw that it was a human face, which means by definition that those wings saw the face uncovered. Oh. So that means, and yet both agree that those wings existed. So just because you see it, the face doesn't mean that the wings aren't there. Right, the wings are flapping by definition. So similarly, when um, Yechezkel saw the legs, that doesn't necessarily mean. That the that the wings weren't there, that could mean that those wings were also flapping. That's what the Mar says. Maybe the fact that Yechezkel saw the legs of the Chayas means that those wings were simply flapping. Doesn't necessarily mean that the wings were missing. So Gemara, however, says no. Yeah, we can see the face. Obviously, it's etiquette to cover and uncover your face. So that, the fact that you saw the face doesn't mean that the wings weren't there because they're just flapping around, but you see the face beneath. But kari Yeah, but you don't flap around your pants. You flap around, right, you can cover your face and play peekaboo with your wings, but you don't cover your legs. You don't wear shorts. So therefore, the fact that Yechezkel saw the exposed legs of the chayas must mean that those were the wings that were lost. That was what the rabbinic thought. Okay. Um... We'll go with Rav here. We think it's the wings that, that made you fly. It's homiletically more uh, appealing. Um, okay. Now, Pasuk and Daniel. What is the big Dorish in front of Pesach? Yeah. 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 Yeah.
Yeah, you asked this two days ago. We, we learned. Can't out. Yeah, in Dorshan, I think what you're getting at is that you know you you don't have to say the word Dorshan. You could say the word learn. Like Dorshan implies that there's more to it. It's the name of our pasuk. So it's the name of our parak. So it's not inappropriate to ask. Um, it's important to ask. In Dorshan, I will say this. Oh, it's like stronger. It's like cold, glorious, stronger. <laughs> you're, you're weaving it all together like a tapestry going on. Yeah. I, I would say this. You know, <laughs> this is what I like to think, at least, um, for what it's worth. In Dorshan, you're not going to say definitively. Like, you're not going to be pedantic. Who, who, who could say what's this, what's, what this really means? Besides Moshe Shapiro's and Sal. Like, who knows what this means? Moshe Gordon told me yesterday as he was leaving, he said, after all the depth, I, I verified, he learned, they learned the last Perican Brachos for around 11 years. Moshe Gordon was in a shir. Uh, and then they, and then he passed away, I think, while he was teaching, I think, uh, Moshe Shapiro, while he was teaching Ain Dorshan. And so they had got a chance to learn it for around four years. This parak. Uh, and so he has the, 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 the safer. We gotta get our hands on it. It was like one of the Talmudin put it out. Uh, Rashi Prokim sort of like sorted out the notes. But be that as it may, Moshe Gordon said one day he told them, you know, cause we're about to talk about the Arba Shanichnasula Pardes. And Pardes stands for Pshat, Remez, Drash, and Sod. He wow. said, everything that we're learning, we're still in Pshat. He said he almost fell off his chair. <laughs> oh, so Drash uh, means, uh... But Drash, Dorshan, I, I, but, I, but in other words, if somebody's saying, uh, maybe it has the word drash in it, or maybe not, maybe it just means, like if somebody th- speaks to you uh, definitively, you can't speak definitively beyond a certain point, okay? All right, let, let, let's, like let's, let's try to get at least to your Dalit. Like we're, we're going over this, uh, angels, this is drasha because it's more than learning. It's like... Right, but the thing is, yeah. Beating your head against the wall, right? <laughs> I guess so. That could be. That's one way of looking at it. Yes, sir. Why sure. that big head against the wall? Top of Ant. Daniel. So, Omer. A thousand thousand were serving him, and myriads were standing before him. Is there a number? That's from Eov. So, what's the contradiction? Well, one Pasuk says there's like an infinite number. That's Eov. In, of legions for Hashem and Daniel for some reason it limits it it's finite it's thousands but it's still finite that's a lot less than infinite so what which one is correct so Lokasha again as we said before right and again uh, Daniel already was at the destruction um, that's why it's an Aramaic. That was really at the destruction. Eov, the base of Mekdash was still there. So when Eov was alive, so it was all, in his times, it was infinite. But by Daniel, it's already finite. Again, it was like the heavenly court was reduced. As, and then, and then, uh, our school says, as it were. <laughs> I like to say as it were also, because we say Kiviachal, all of these things are sort of allegories, right? I mean, none of this is corporeal. None of this is physical. Okay, Tanya. Okay. 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 He's saying, you know, he's talking about one legion. That's another way of addressing the steer between Daniel and Eov, right? That you could say, you take the Pasuk and you say, no, that that's just one legion, but there's infinite number of legions. Okay. Or another answer. Okay. That's talking to the angels 
a specific group, the one who's hanging out by the stream of fire. There's a stream of fire flowing from him. A thousand thousands were serving him. And then a myriad of myriads are standing before him. So there's a whole crew by the river and then an infinite crew standing more by Hashem. What's about the stream of fire? Where does it emerge from? From the sweat of the aforementioned Chayas. Okay, that's where the sweat glands are. Where do they pour out to? Amar of Zitra this is a great one. Al Rosh Rashaim Begehenim. So the Chayas is schwitzing and the sweat is dripping on the heads of the Rashaim in Gehenim. Shanamar, Hine Saras Hashem Chaymo, Yatsav, Sarmit Cholel, Himyo, Al Rosh Rashaim Yachol. It's going to rest on the head of the wicked. I, Ravachabar Yaakov Amar, Al Asher Kumtu. On those who were what? Ordained. What does that mean? That's from Rashi. The Gemara is going to explain what this Kumtu means. They were ordained before their time. The foundation was swept away by a river. We're going to get into this. For what, what does this mean? Like this, Tanya. This is so we're going to say like first of all, Again, it's Eov. So Amar of Shimon Achasid. Let's look at this brisa. This is the Kumtu. What's Kumtu? There are nine hundred and seventy-four generations that were originally what? Or got smicha, so to speak, to be created. This is prior to creation, as we finally arrive at Dalin Aleph. Kodem Shaniver Olam, just shy of six a.m. So we're still in the fives, and let's turn on the afterburners. Before the world was created, uh, there were nine hundred and seventy-six generations that were supposed to, and then what happened? Uh, nine hundred seventy-four, rather. And then what happened? Amar Stone Beholdor Vador. Hashem said, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to put these guys down on earth. Um, we have to read the first Rashi in Yudalim and Aleph. Nigzer Alem Libaros, Leos Kodim Atantoro. Lakayim Ashenemar, Dover Tzivala Elefdor. The Postal says in Tehillim that there's going to be a thousand generations. Okay? Elefdor. And so, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right? Let's go into a time warp continuum here. And we say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be Mikhaim the Pasuk in Tehillim that David was going to write, of Elef Dor. It was supposed to be a thousand generations, right? It's supposed to be creation of the earth, a thousand generations, and then Torah. Oh, However, says Rashi, We're not going to last a thousand generations, guys, without a Torah. That's going to be bad. So, Wow, that's quite a... That's quite a cut, uh, cutback. It says maybe 26 generations we can live. So that's where you get the number, 974. He took the, right? He, so, so because if you count, it's 26 generations from Adar Rishon to Avram Avinu, uh, to rather Moshe Rabbeinu, right? So you have 26 generations, not a lot. 26 generations from Adar Rishon to Moshe Rabbeinu. I think um, Rav Aaron Lepuyansky Shlita has the, I think it's called like the 41 or the 46 kittles. When you wear a kittel at the Seder, so you're representing each generation from Moshe Rabbeinu that wore a kittel, so to speak, right? Because like the, the souls of all those, and it's not that many. It's like if you go Av Bain generation-wise and you count how many, right, 26 years or whatever it is in a, in a, in a dar, you go back to Moshe Rabbeinu, you got the 40-some-odd kittels, right? One after the other. Anyway, there was 26 kittels from 
other Marisha and to Moshe Rabbeinu, not that much. So what do you do with the 974 generations that he was going to do it? So watch this go on us. What do you do? He sprinkled them out liberally over every generation. That's where we get nudniks from. <laughs> nudniks. The, uh, uh, because they have to be sprinkled out, right? It hasn't been 976 generations yet. <laughs> um, so we, they, they're sprinkled liberally over all the other generations. Okay, that's one interpretation. What's his kumtu? Actually, it's written as a bracha. I promised you we were going to read this, Barry. These are the Talmidah Chachamim who what? They could sleep late, but they don't do that. They cut down on their sleep in order to apply themselves to Torah study. They will be, he will reveal secret matters to the world to come. The secrets will be revealed. Get it? You're so dumb. They're, the secrets will be revealed like a pouring river. Sowed. you sowed. Get it? So you see all the questions you have, Goranowitz, in the schos of your T-Mobile, you're going to get them answered. Wow. I'm a, um, we were going to call off today because Andrew, our fearless leader, Forgesund and Kumkesund Andrew, is in, is, is in Dallas or somewhere in Texas, but we didn't because Barry said, I'm going to get up early and be my sinefesh for Torah. May I kadosh baruch hu shalem sechachar Barry. So I want to know, you know, I hate to say this, but I want to know, you know, you know, all of this, these important questions. Rabbi Akiva, did he know it all? Because he, the S, he did every word. S. I don't know how you do this, Goranowitz, but you always anticipate what we're about to learn. I think you're cheating, honestly. But maybe you're not. Maybe you just you're you're vibing Ravashi and Ravina. But what's happening is so so we're going to talk about the Arbush and Nichnasul Pardes and Rabbi Kiva getting down to the so that's coming up. Uh, if we, maybe not today, but it's supposed to come up today. It's in today's daf. These people. Seriously, I'm sitting down and studying, and I want to learn something. Right. That's secret. It's not possible, or you... Alright, we're going to get into that. I, I, I think you got to hold off on that, because uh, you can get into trouble if you're trying to reveal secrets in Olam Hazeh. We already talked about yesterday, Barsir, Ben Sira. He says, keep, let, leave the secrets to the secret keepers. But let's see. Amalei Shemot Barav. Shemot Barav. Bar Uriah. I shouldn't expect it, you mean. I shouldn't expect anything that... There's enough nigla to keep you busy, Goranowitz. <laughs> You don't have to get crazy with Nister. <laughs> Shmuel said to, to Chia Bar Rav, Rav was obviously a big gadol, and he had a son, Chia. So he said Bar Uriah, which is Aramaic for Ben Taira, right? Uh, or son of Torah, Bar, maybe son of Rav, who's a, who's a gadol Ben Taira. So Ta'ema let me tell you something. You want to hear a good vart from your dad? Okay, Rav. He says, He told me that every day there's angels being created from Naradina. And they sing a song and then they, they disappear. Poof. So, actually, that says that they, every morning they say your praise and then, you know, how angels go. Once they do their task, they're gone. Okay? 
However, this this vision is actually contrary to what Shimon Nachmani said because he says, "Every single utterance, whatever that means from Hashem, you get a, an angel created." This is straight up to Hillam. That it's out of the utterances of Hashem that these Shemaim and Tzvaam, right, the legions and the and the angels are made. So, so now we have okay. So that's the, that's the machlokas. We have two other contradicting anthropomorphisms here. Now we're going to do Shir Hashem and Daniel. Let's start with Daniel. Means his fleece was white as snow. It's talking about a Kadosh Baruch that he's wearing a coat that's white. And his head is like, is like also like like uh, wool, like like cot, like white cotton wool. Okay, so it looks like uh, cotton balls. So he's wearing a white. So why does it say Veruah Marachepes Alpnei Mai? Well, we we Isn't we. Isn't he like a spirit? Right. So we can't. We're gonna get. Um, Granus. We're gonna get into the danger of trying to ascribe physical things to to Hashem. So so hang on, hang in there because I don't think you should do it. But I'm going to show you the source. I'm not. Don't take my word for it. Be that as it may, you bring up a great point. We have these anthropomorphic ideas here that makes it sound like Hashem's wearing. And not only that, Abari Leibowitz, the great that filming master, is quick to point out. This is where we get the minog of wearing a white talus because Hashem's wearing a white talus. So shouldn't we? And then you have the Sephardim. They won't even have the black line in the talus. That's like um, the Ashkenazim do. That's other Kabbalistic sources. Be that as it may, Hashem's hair is white, like you'd expect. In um, right, Michelangelo and all that, Lahavdil, where he's got, he's looking like an like an old, you know, revered elder. However, look at Shir Hashirim. Shir Hashirim sounds like Anim Zmiros. I'm being funny because it's taken from Shir Hashirim. Uchsiv kavutzosav taltalim shcharos kaorev. Right? We say in Anim Zmiros a part of Shir Hashirim where we say he's got these beautiful black locks like Superman. So, lo, so which is it? Is it a gray or black? So, lo kasha. Kan be shiva. Kan be shiva, kan be melchama. Oh. Yeah, depends. In the context, like Hashem can do both, right? When he's sitting in yeshiva, he looks like a Rosh Yeshiva. But when he's at war, he looks like a warrior. Da'amar mar, in chana be shiva lezakein, right? When you, you want your Rosh Hashiva to look like an old guy. But you want your general to look like vibrant. Oh. Okay, another contradiction in Daniel. His throne was fiery flames. Right, this is all Aramaic because it's Daniel. I saw the thrones were set up. And, and then, wait a minute. Thrones. So that's a problem. One says Karsei and one says Karsavan. The issue is, how many thrones are there? Was it one throne, or is it thrones? So the Gemara says, "Lo kasha echad lo echad la David." Kedetanya echad lo echad la David. Divi Rabbi Akiva. So the Gemara says, "Well, maybe there's multiple thrones, but only one was for Hashem." So the Pasuk talks about his throne is talking about the one that was for Hashem, and the Pasuk talks about the multiple thrones is talking about the grand total of thrones that are out there. One of which was not like David sitting in it now. But it's reserved, you know, like for the king. And whoever, it's sort of like representative in Shemaim, so to speak, for whatever um, the Malchus is at the time. That's Rabbi Akiva's shot. To which, Amalor Rabbi Yosef Aglili, Akiva, you're always making everything relatable, but you're getting carried away. 
you're making that which is ethereal and like in the heavens, you're going to say that what? That David Amelch is in the same place? Where else did he do it? So Rabbi Leibowitz, I forgot where he got this shot. When he says, Es Hashem Okechatira, right? Famous Gemara, when he's darshaning every S like Goranowitz uh, anticipated. And he says, Es Hashem Okechatira, it means you should also have Yira for the Chachamim. So maybe that's the other example, because here the implication uh, from Rabbi Yossi is that Rikiva ha- is in the habit of doing this, of, of bringing humans and Hashem, so to speak, uh, together in the same sentence. So that's also the Chachamim, as great as they are, are human beings after all. And David, as great as he is, is a human being after all. The, you're implying this like equality, and that's, that's not sitting well with Rabbi Yossi Aglili. So he has a different shot. Says Rabbi Yossi Aglili, Now the two thrones, one is representing Din, the other Tzedakah. So Gemara asks, What do you think Rabbi Kiva's reaction was to this? Did he buy in? So Tashma. Well, how do you like that? Rabbi Kiva was later quoted in a brisa as saying exactly the words of Yosef Glili, showing you the humility of Rabbi Kiva. He accepted the pshat and took it on in his own. Amazing. What connection do you have with Agada? Rabbi Lazarus Azariah says, can you knock it off with your Agadas? It's not your forte. Why don't you stick to the hardcore halachic issues? Like Nagayim, Olos, we need you for where you're outstanding, right? Like sometimes you have a Rav who's a great speaker. Sometimes you have a Rav who's a great posek. Sometimes the two are not the same. You know, we're in Shari Zion, so we're blessed. We have Rabbi who could do it all. But, you know, Akiva is in Rabbi Elizabeth Azariah's estimation, was better off being uh, posik and, and, and complex things than talking about Agadik, okay, than being a public speaker, so to speak. This was an introduction to saying, why are you saying Now, Rabbi Kiva didn't speak up, but guess what? It wasn't really his vart. It was Rabbi Yossi Aglili's vart that he's getting nailed for here. Uh, but Rabbi Elizabeth Azariah, be that as it may, uh, says that, no, we already mentioned this. One is for the chair, and one is not the chair, but the footstool in front of the chair where you put your feet on. One is to sit on, one is to put your feet on. Three lines up from the wide. We mentioned Isaiah. Let's go a little bit more into that. Famously, he came, and everybody wanted to know what was going on. He came to bubble from Eretz Israel. Uh-oh, we don't want to finish on this. We got, it's almost 6.13, so let's not finish on the Klalas. There were 18 Klalas that Yeshaya uh, was Mikhail Eretzstral. Uh, what was this Pasuk? The Pasuk says that the people will be oppressed and they'll, the youngster, the Nudniks, the Nar, the Narishkite will dominate over wisdom. Wow. So first of all, what do you mean only Skaradaito? That makes it sound, uh, art school is coining the Bain Yehoyada, it bears repeating. That, Yisha, that again, Yeshayo, what do you mean only Skaradaito? Like, when we say it in the name of Hashem, so we say that there's a wrath of Hashem, we're used to it. And like certain things, he has to take collateral in order to not punish us until it abates. But Yeshayahu is a Navi. Who is he to be angry at Klal Yisrael? Oh, you have to satisfy Yeshayahu and his anger? And, 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 we, and how much do we have to suffer for Yeshayahu to be happy? So says the Ben Yadah. No, that, that's not the shot. The shot is that when he saw 
that he, he, all these calls came. But when he saw that they weren't listening, because after all, the Navi's job is to keep giving Musr until people listen. And they just wouldn't listen. So the calls keep coming. And then when he saw that the youngsters and the Narishkite and all the stupidity was prevalent and that the wisdom was dissipating, he saw that that was in itself the klala. Oh. So then he said, oh, now I understand why I feel like I'm screaming into a void because that's the klala. Half the time, that is the klala. And, and when we say Shema Yisrael, we're saying that that's the bracha. Just listening is in itself the bracha. Maybe be zocha to, to have the ear to listen to the musr. That, that in itself is something that you need to have to deshmai for, Goranowitz. So let, let's go through Shemana Yisrael Klalos and then we'll go on, if you don't mind. Shemana Yisrael Klalos, my new. What were these 18 Klalos? Let's see if we can rip through them like the Tochachok. Tichsiv. Kine Adon Hashem Svakos Meisir. Right, this is all going to be in Isaiah, right? Meirushalayim Yehuda. Hashem is removed from Yerushalayim and Yehuda. Mash'enu mash'enu. Support and mainstay. Kol mishan lechem. We were going to read it through like the Tachacha and then we're going to pick it apart and, and show what each one represents. Kol mishan lechem and kol mishan maim. Every support of lechem and water. Gibor v'yish milchama. Hero and man of war. This is a list now of all the things that are going to disappear. The support, the mainstay, the bread, the water, the heroes, the men of war. The shofet v'navi v'koysem v'zaken. Judge, prophet, koysem, diviner. Ezaken, as we know. Sar chamishim v'supanim. Interestingly, this is like what we said. Some of these are the qualifications to learn Nistar. You have to be a captain of 50, a respected person. Advisor, scholar of scholars, comprehender of whispers, right? The Torah whisperer. I'm going to make the youngsters their leaders. That was the last. That's the one where Yishayah was like, okay, well, now I know why I'm screaming into a void. The mockers and clowns are going to rule everybody. So let's derive it. What's this mainstay? It's the Elubale Mikra. Those who know Psukim. Mash'ina Elubale Mishnah. Right? It sounds a little like Mishnah. Right? That, that may, support, rather, Mash'ain is the Mikra. Mainstay Mash'ina is the Mishnah. And those are examples of supports and mainstays. They were amazing. Pligabur, Papa Rabbanan, there's a machlokus on this. Chadamar, Sheshmel, Sidre Mishnah. Chadamar, Shvamel, Sidre Mishnah. This is news to me. I always thought there was Shisha Sidre Mishnah. That's what. Andrew made a siyamon. Imagine if it had not been lost. Amazing note in the art scroll, which I did not, was not aware of. There's a tradition on the Gaonim that what? There were seven or six hundred Sidra Mishnah given at Harsinai, and they were passed down until Hillel, and boom. There was an impoverty of spirit at Hillel and Shammai's time, and it was narrowed down to six. Other, um, Mefarshim, this is a long note here, there's, uh, Yesodra Mishnah, the Ruin Margolius had another shot that maybe it's not really like we're missing. Like, what are we missing? If we only have six out of 700, it's like we barely know anything. So some say, well, it's not exactly. This is all the Bryce's and all the other things. We really, we're getting Roshay Prakim to borrow a term from yesterday's daf. We're getting most of the concepts down by, uh, Zrai Mod, Nashim, Naziki. But, be that as it may, there was certainly a lot more, uh, Tyra that was lost. Okay. Kol Mishan Lechem. What's the support of bread? Elubale Talmud. Rashi. Beautiful. Yeah, we rely on our rabbis the way we relied on bread for physical sustenance. We rely on our Bali Talmud for spiritual sustenance and for Torah. It says, with reference to the Talmud, take my bread, right? 
You could have said, right? There's other examples of this, okay. Every support of water. Everybody likes a story. So the water draws a person's heart like, like, uh, like water. Gibor is a Baal Shemuos. Gibor is a person who has halachic traditions. Milchama, right? Because sometimes you can know how to really fight out a point. Shofet, Zedayin, Shedan, Din, Emes, Lamito. Right? If you're, if you're done, Emes, so those were lost. Navi, Kimeshmo. Navi, we know what that is. That's a prophet. Koysim is referring to not a uh, wizard, but a king. Shenamar, how do we know? That divination is in the mouths of a king. Okay. Zaken, Zesharali, Shiva, as we said before, you want to see an older person is a Rosh Hashiva. Sarchamishim. We already had this concept. What does it mean, Captain of 50? Altikri Sarchamishim Elasarchu Mashim. Ah, play on words. Person who knows Chumish. Knows all the psukim backwards and forwards in in Torah in Chumash. Davar Acher Sar Chamishim Kedivir Rabbi Abau. Davar Rabbi Abau Mikanchein Mamidim Meturgaman Al Tzibur Pachlum Mechamishim Shana. You shouldn't have a Meturgaman less than fifty years old. All right. So next year, uh, Garanowitz, you're going to be eligible to be a Meturgaman. Unsu Panim. Uh, what does it mean to respect the person? Zeshenosin Panim Ladar Bavur Lamala. This is a Tosfos here has a thing. Um, that refers to they took the people with the Midos, right? Wow. Like who? Lemata. So, so this is a little bit complicated because it says that some people, um, means like in Shemaim, they think he's great. And and then Kigon Rabbi Chanina ben Dosa Lamata, and a respected person is also like Rabbi Chanina ben. I'm sorry, Lamala is Kigon Rabbi Chanina ben Dosa. Okay, as Tosfa says that he was Bal Maisim Yotermi Kol Bnei Doro. He was the Midos of Rabbi Chanina ben Dosa were the best. So therefore, he was loved in Shemaim. Lamata Kigon Rabbi Abo Be Kesar, like Rabbi Abo, who ended up making it into politics or being respected at least by the. Caesar. So this is where Tosus brings in. Rabbi Abo was also respected Lamala. In other words, that in his generation of Rabbi Abo, there were a lot of people who loved Lamala. But what distinguished Rabbi Abo was that he also was respected by the Caesar. That's what's going on in Tosus. Anyway, and advisor means he knows what I like to say, the international dateline. It's talking about years and months. I'm just fixated on the international dateline. Chacham is a person, what defines a Chacham? A student, right? Who makes his teacher wise. Charashim is those who, when he begins Torah, In other words, some people, you could talk over uh, when they speak. You should never do so out of Right, uh, Midos. But there's some people, once they open their mouths, everyone is hushed. You can hear a pin drop in the room because their words are so precious and everybody knows it. Right, Bina means understanding something, uh, the depth of it. Uh, one, thing, one thing inside another, the depth. Uh, whisperer is a person who is a Torah whisperer. He understands those things that are, in a sense, nister. I'm going to make, and this was the 18th and the last Klala Vishayau, I'm going to make the, the Nudniks their leaders. 
What does he mean by that? So narishkeit comes from the word nar. They're doing youthful, dumb things. But another thing of nar is that what? That they throw off the ol of mitzvahs. They shake the mitzvahs off. As it says, the salulim, uh, right? Uh, uh, and the salulim are the clowns, the mockers. They're going to write rule. Amar Rav Achabar Yaakov, Tale Bnei Tale, foxes, sons of foxes. And these are who the leaders are going to be, like the worst amongst us. And then the Gemara continues and says, Right, that the Nar is going to dominate the Zakain. As we just said, these were people without mitzvahs, they were put in charge. They're going to dominate over those who are filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate. And the, the, the low life is going to dominate over the respectable. Yava Mishachamuros Domos Lov Bakalos. A person who uh, looks at the, uh, at the mitzvahs chamuros that are supposed to be serious and takes it lightly, he is going to dominate over Yava Mishachamuros Domos Lov Bakalos. The serious people who take even the, the smallest mitzvahs uh, seriously. So one is going to dominate over the other. Amar Katina, Afilo Bishas Kishlon Shirshalaim, Lo Paskumen Bale Amana. However, the last people that remained were truthful people. Why? When a man is going to grab hold of his brother, of his house, of his father, and say, you've been a garment and like a chief for us. This is what uh, we say, that what's going to be left, that the matters of Torah, that which they cover up, is going to be found, you're going to be an expert in and found in your possession. As the Pasa continues to say, <laughs> let this stumbling block, block right? <laughs> What's a stumbling block? <laughs> Things that you can't grasp unless you first stumble on it. <laughs> That's going to be in your possession. In other words, we want you to be a chief. However, Yisabayomahulemarloyechovesh. <laughs> Those people are going to say, I can't be a ruler. Chavesh in this context means ruler. And in my house, I have no bread and no garment. What does it mean? And therefore, which is, again, Isaiah is explaining that those who were left, the Tamid HaChachamim that were left, once the real big ones were gone, didn't see themselves as worthy of leadership, right? Yisah. And therefore, at least they were truthful though. Ain Yisah Lashon Shvuah. That's a pasuk of we're familiar with. That Yisah means making an oath. What did that I was not one that sequestered. A chovesh in the army means the medic. Here it means sequestered in the house of study. In my house is no bread, no garments. In other words, they were not worthy. They didn't see themselves as worthy of right leadership. But at least they were truthful. Truth is the last frontier. So Maybe it wasn't that they were truthful, but they knew that if they said that they could do it, they would be exposed because we'd start asking them shilas and they wouldn't know what's flying. So they could have said, yeah, I once knew it, but I, let me look it up. I don't remember. He says, no, they were truthful. They said, I never knew it. And so therefore, we're going to start with the Aini, which is the second to last line, Yudal and Amadalaf. Tomorrow, we will get, in short order, 
to the story of the Acher and the Arba Shanich Lapardes that continues, spills over onto Daf, uh, Tesvav and Tazayin as well.